At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Man, we're really excited to be here. It's awesome to get started. And so now we take off. This is the Training Camp Report with Tom Otterman and Bob Labriola on Steelers Nation Radio. The Steelers have their first practice at St. Vincent College for training camp since 2019 kicking off. And, oh, I'd say a little under five hours from now. Labs, how great is it to be back up there at St. Vincent? <laughs> Everybody seems to have that kind of sentiment that it is just like, that first day at a new high school where everything is fresh and exciting and new. You feel the same way? You have to feel the same way. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. When, when the pandemic hit in 2020, uh, and then you, you saw how the NFL reacted to it, especially um, with some of the you know, restrictions that the league uh, and the union were putting on teams you know, that like to go away. You know, and a lot of the things that the same things that make St. Vincent College so charming and such a, a nice place for a, a, a training camp setting, you know, for all of the reasons that we're going to get into during this hour. Um, also were some of the things that I thought that might preclude the Steelers from ever coming back here. Mm. You know, the, dor the dormitories, um, smaller rooms, uh, sharing bathrooms, the cafeteria, it's, cozy kind of small um the meeting rooms i mean again this is a college campus so you know it's not like being in a major hotel chain uh you know meeting rooms situations uh which is something like the cowboys have uh when they go to thousand oaks california so a lot of these things you know the intimacy uh the closeness you know you're you're, you're spending a lot of time with people in close proximity, uh, I thought, well, this that's gonna th this pandemic is gonna end that, but um, you know, it's it's uh, it it didn't. You know, there was a couple of years having camp in Pittsburgh. Uh, now uh, we're back in Latrobe, and um, it's <laughs> you know driving up here. Um, Route thirty is Route thirty. <laughs> it's still the same. Did, didn't bring I a mean, tear to your uh, eye when you were driving up Route thirty. <laughs> the memories well, rushing back. Um, the, 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 um, well, what brought tear to what what brought a tear to my eye was you know the first time I woke up 
uh, in my room. The Steelers Nation radio suite, by the way, is it's it's oh, it's uh, immaculate, uh, right? Yes. <laughs> um, and you know, you 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 pick open your one eye, and you're staring at a painted cement block wall, <laughs> and then that's when I know this is not uh, this is not um, I don't know a five star hotel, but it does you know it's it's training camp, and um, you know as Mike Tomlin was saying in his uh, camp opening presser. You know, if you're if you have been a part of a football team since you were a kid, which all of these guys have been, because they're not playing at this level, if they haven't been playing football most of, or if not all of their um, lives, this means something to you. This this is you know you learned how to um, go away to camp, high school maybe middle school, depending upon, you know, what state they grew up in and, you know, Texas, if, you know, that they start playing organized football, I don't know, it seems like right out of the crib. <laughs> so, um, you know, Mike Tomlin made the reference yesterday of um, putting your mouthpiece in boiling water, you know, what, which is what kids do. Uh, when they get, you know, you know, you kind of put it in the boiling water to melt it. You mold you it to your it teeth, your mouth, yep. You mold it to your teeth. Um, and, you know, he was talking about remembering that. And I'm sure just about everybody, you know, in, in Rooney Hall, uh, the player's dorm, the, they've, they've experienced that. And so, um, you know, it's I'm sure that the emotion, well, emotion might be a bad word. The anticipation <laughs> uh, is, is much higher you know, for those kinds of guys than for old people like me. Um, but it's still, you know, it's, it's good to be back. Let me say that it, it will get old. I'm sure, uh, probably very soon, but, uh, it's good to be back. Well, we're definitely going to get into a lot of the things that Tomlin had to say in his press conference a little later on in this segment. Later on in the show, we'll hear from Kenny Pickett and Najee Harris on their little media scrums when they moved into the dorms at St. Vincent. But, you know, back to something that you just said there and something that you wrote about in your piece at Steelers.com, which if you haven't read it yet, folks, I mean, what are you waiting for? Just phenomenal work from Labs as always uh, titled Bring Back. Being back at SVC has value. And you talked about how there's so much difference with this Pittsburgh Steelers team from last year to this year, different quarterback, different look to the offense, different D coordinator, different assistants, different general manager. It's got to feel good for a guy like Tomlin to have something that he's familiar with going into this. And on top of that, it's going to help, you know, with the team building aspect for all these different pieces. Right. And, and, you know, uh, I, I think that Mike Tomlin definitely believes uh, that this is the kind of setting that can help a team in the situation in which the Steelers find themselves, you know, at this particular time in the calendar, you know, you have a lot of those differences um, and it, it's not a veteran team anymore. It's not a veteran team in terms of the most important position right. on the team anymore. And, um, you know, there's a lot of opportunity here in downtime, as he explained uh, where you can, um, work on things or develop things, you know, he refers to as team building. Uh, and, you know, Mike Tomlin made the point that, you know, it's not necessarily something that you can quantify, but you, uh, you acknowledge it because it, it, it exists. And um, whether I'm not going to sit here and claim that, you know, being up here for three plus weeks or whatever it is, 
usually I count the days, but that's too <laughs> depressing this early in the process. Do you scratch them in the um, wall, that cinder block wall that you were talking about? <laughs> no, that's that's you do that in prison. This is quite <laughs> prison. Um, but um, you know, for right now, it uh, it it's exciting, and I, I'm sure there's a lot of energy. I, I imagine uh, even in you know Benedict where. Uh, the staff and uh, a lot of, um, you know, uh, support personnel from the Steelers stay. Uh, even in, in this in this dormitory, there's a lot of excitement. And again, it gets old. It gets boring quickly living in the in a college dorm. Um, but you know, again, it's it's part of the process. And I'm not saying that it's going to translate into victories, uh, but it's it's a help to build a foundation you know, for what's going to come starting September 11th. One piece of news that I wanted to touch on right out of the gate here uh, was the news of Tra- uh, Trey Edmonds being cut yesterday on move-in day and Jeremy McNichols being signed to the Steelers roster. Tomlin actually talked about that. He was asked in his press conference about how McNichols will fit into the running back mix. He said, we'll see. He's a guy that has a NFL resume. We've been in some stadiums with him in the past. We know what he's capable he and others will be given an opportunity to kind of define their roles and divide the labor up as we get into it, but we're happy that he's with us. I, I don't view this as just a simple swapping of bodies ahead of camp. I, I do think that there's some pedigree to McNichols that Edmonds just didn't really have at the NFL level. Uh, got a decent amount of carries with Tennessee the past two seasons since he was there. I think he had over 200 yards two years ago, a little bit over 100 last year so. I think it's more than just, oh, let's shuffle some deck chairs around. I think that they liked something in McNichols. They want to give him a shot and see if he can work his way into that division of labor, as Tomlin put it. Yeah, and, you know, especially at the running back position, I mean, Najee Harris is the guy. You no know, question, whether he yeah. gets Whether he gets the 500 touches that, you know, he talked about um, when he checked in or not, he's the guy. And, you know, the Steelers uh, have had two uh, – somewhat recent examples of, you know, adding a veteran uh, running back to a group that had um, one young budding star, almost called a, almost a stu- superstar, but and let's not get ahead of pump ourselves. Pump the brakes a bit. <laughs> uh, pump the brakes a bit. You know, the one that worked out spectacularly was D'Angelo Williams. Oh, yes. Okay, and the one that uh, flamed out spectacularly was LeGarrette Blunt. <laughs> now, what those two um, instances, I believe, taught Mike Tomlin and the team in graphic uh, in a graphic way was that you know the ability of the player is part of it, but his willingness to understand and accept his spot on the team is critical. So, you know what happened with. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt, um, as, as, as it was explained to me, was that, you know, Le'Veon Bell was really in the infancy of his career when the Steelers added LeGarrette Blunt. And, you know, Blunt had some pedigree, certainly, as a, um, a college player. And in the NFL, to that point, he also had some problems, but, you know, he had some pedigree. And, and it was explained to me that he accepted the role without really understanding how good how and how quickly uh, good Le'Veon Bell was going to become. And so once the season began, uh, even in, you know, in the, in the early stages of it, 
you know, Blunt wasn't getting the uh, touch, <clears throat> the touches or the playing time that he thought that he was going to get because when he looked at uh, the situation from the beginning as in the young guy, he's yeah, he's really hasn't done anything in the league yeah, yet. Right. You know, I I I should be able to you know be splitting time with this guy. Well, then Le'Veon Bell starts developing into the kind of dual threat that he was, um, and Blunt's playing time he wasn't getting what he was he thought he was getting and he became disgruntled and it became a problem and you know he quit on the team in that uh, victory over Tennessee that year in Tennessee so that didn't work the Angela Williams situation worked perfectly because he was uh, a veteran NFL player I would say close to the twilight of his career and this uh, landing spot here gave him an opportunity to kind of continue to be an NFL player and live the NFL lifestyle without having to be, you know, what he was uh, in his first incarnation, I believe it was with the Carolina Panthers. And it w- worked out spectacularly well. I mean, uh, D'Angelo Williams had some very good complimentary seasons here. He was very productive. He was never a problem. Um, you know, he was he was a uh, acquired taste in terms of, um, <laughs> you know, the kind of guy he was, but he wasn't a bad guy. No, he was that's very... the biggest key, like you said, understanding your role, and he did that. Yeah, and you know, he he told um, a bunch of us, uh, you know, in Steelers media, uh, the team media, right before camp, his first training camp. He, you know, we were down in that uh, one area of the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex as the studio and all that. And D'Angelo Williams was just kind of walking through, and he stopped in, and he pretty much said, "Hey, look, I hate training camp. Uh, I'm not going to be pleasant." You know, he he was <laughs> much more graphic and salty than that, but you got the point right away. Uh, he said, "So it's nothing personal. You know, I don't want you to think I don't like you or don't understand your job or anything. But I hate training camp. I hate everything about it. So um, don't." judge me and i'm paraphrasing don't judge me <laughs> very much on so how you're paraphrasing I, how, <laughs> how how much um you know how short i am or brusque or you know profane or any of that kind of stuff when you ask me for things and um you know then he was he he was honest uh he was truthful <laughs> because you know he wasn't you know he wasn't the uh, a ray of sunshine every day up here but um you know, when the Steelers needed him to fill in for Bell, either because of injury or, you know, giving him a break or whatever, he was very productive and a team guy and all that kind of stuff. So um, I think that this signing, as you mentioned, <clears throat> to talk about a roundabout way to get to the point, um, <laughs> this signing isn't exactly rearranging deck chairs, but I think the Steelers also understand they have to be careful adding a veteran. Uh, we saw with Melvin Ingram at outside linebacker and Alex Highsmith. I don't think Ingram um, understood um, that the Steelers were not going to retard Alex Highsmith's development um, by playing, you know, a, a veteran towards the end of his career. And Ingram, you know, wanted to play more. So um, they're adding this guy. Uh, it's not just a camp body. He has a little bit of a history and pedigree, as you mentioned, in the NFL. But I also don't think he's going to come in here based on his NFL career to, the, to this point and think, 
I'm going to split Gary's with Najee Harris <laughs> because it's, it ain't going to happen. It's just not. I know fans like the idea of a uh, one-two uh, punch at running back, but it's, it's never going to be that. You don't spend what you spent in draft capital for a guy like Najee Harris, who, who's turning out to be everything uh, advertised, and take him out for, I don't know, you know, that that number of, of time, plays, yeah. a whole series, right, that would a whole right. You just don't do that. So uh, it'll be interesting, and we'll we'll see how this guy uh, fits in and works out. Well, unlike D'Angelo Williams, I know the fans are excited for practice to open up today. One fifty-five at St. Vincent College. Although we should mention it's only helmets. Their first padded practice, which is like Tom likes to say, when the live bullets start to fly and you really start to figure things out. That's not until Monday, August 1st. But a few guys that Tomlin mentioned won't be participating at the start of training camp in his injury report, touching on them quickly before we hit our first break. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, Tyson Alualu, both guys. Uh, Minka placed on the non-football injury list, fell off his bike, apparently on vacation, which, Labs, that's just a brutal injury. It, it, you don't look good when you fall off of a bike, and you can really hurt yourself. It's, it's an embarrassment, and it's also a lot of pain. So I feel for Minka there. Tyson Alualu has been placed on the pup list. He, uh, as Tomlin described it, has a knee that's been swelling on him a little bit, probably from overtraining. Nothing to worry about for either of those guys. And then Larry Ogunjobi, their offseason addition on the defensive line, who had his contract voided with the Chicago Bears because of his injury, uh, is still trying to work his way back from that. Tomlin said it's it's more of a get to know him and feel out the process of Larry Ogunjobi so we can judge how to, you know, ramp up his workload as we get closer to the season. So three guys that are pretty key members of uh, that defense on the injury report to start this training camp, but I don't think you should be worried about any three of them. Well, the and, and to me, the Ogunjobi news is actually um, good news because mm-hmm. I didn't know whether, you know, he would be able to uh, start on the active roster, uh, and, and so he is. And so that means to at least that he – uh, passed the physical, which he did not do with the Bears, right. and that's why they voided the contract. So there has been progress there, and um, you know, again, uh, he doesn't. You know, he's he's a veteran. Uh, they know what they're getting. Uh, Mike Tomlin kind of outlined a uh, general idea of what his role is going to be uh, on the team, and uh, you know, you you don't want to push him too hard, too fast, and so instead of being on the pup list. He will start on the active roster, which means he will be eligible to practice every day. But as Mike Tomlin explained, um, they're going to be cautious with him as they learn, you know, what he needs, how he works, those kinds of things, because you don't want to push him too hard and then he suffers a setback. When we come back, we're going to take a look at some more Tomlin nuggets from the press conference, including on the offensive side of the ball, and talk about the quarterback depth chart that hasn't changed at all since the spring sessions of workouts. So we'll also hear from Kenny Pickett as well in our next segment. That's all on the way on the training camp report right here on SNR. This is the Training Camp Report with Tom Offerman and Bob Labriola on Steelers Nation Radio. Working our way through some of Mike Tomlin's comments in his presser after the run test at St. Vincent yesterday. Were you out on the field watching the run test, by the way, Labs? I meant to ask you that. Was it exciting? Did you have a stopwatch? (laughs) No, I'll I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, No, I don't do that. I've watched a little bit on my way down to the 
the uh, Rogers Center, which is the building where the it's kind of the media headquarters now, where all the press conferences are and that kind of right. stuff. <clears throat> um, but you know, I I try and stay far away from that because I'm always afraid that they're going to say, "Okay, now all you guys on the side <laughs> who are just watching this your line turn. up on the goal line, <laughs> your turn." Yeah, that ain't happening. <laughs> The run test, it's kind of, you know, more tradition than it actually serves a purpose, wouldn't you say now? Just because back when it was a real thing, guys were, you know, working other jobs in the offseason, showing up to camp out of shape, using camp to get into shape. If you fail that conditioning test in these day and age, that's a lot of trouble from the team's perspective as far as how you handled your offseason. Right, and it's a, it's a serious red flag. And so, um, you know, the, a good run test to me is, um, you know, that's the bare minimum, the Mendoza line, so, so to speak. Uh, and it, they do, it, they do make it look effortless. <laughs> Let me say that. And I can imagine that it is not because, um, you know, just walking down the hill to the, down the road and over to the Rogers center, you know, carrying the stuff that I needed to have with me. Um, you know, you, you broke a light sweat. It wasn't even that hot. <laughs> So, um, you know, yeah, it's, 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 it's for those professional athletes, and I'm not one of those. Tomlin said everybody, uh, of course, passed their conditioning, so no worries there as far as the Steelers are concerned. Uh, if anybody listens to our Asked and Answered podcast, which I'm sure everybody out there does, it's, it's one of the most popular podcasts, not just on the Steelers network, but in the world, uh, internationally. <laughs> uh, we where, love... where, where, Go ahead. Where are you putting, the, where are you putting our awards? The trophies, you have a little room in your house? I do. They're in my attic right now. We're getting that wing okay. built, as you know. We're not supposed oh, to share yeah. that, so you shouldn't have said that right now. But Okay, sorry. <laughs> but you know we love to talk about the quarterback competition, and I can't believe we waited this long to really get into it. Tomlin had some words about it. Um, you know, he talked about how uh, the depth chart is still the same as it was in, in minicamp and OTAs, where Mitch Trubisky's going to be the one, Mason's going to be the two, and Kenny Pickett will be the three. Uh, starting today with the first official practice of training camp. The one thing that I really uh, took a lot away from was how Tomlin discussed the reps between the three guys and how that can be a challenge. And Labs, he did not seem very overly concerned about that. Do you think that's more just, you know, coach speak saying, oh, yeah, it's not going to be a problem. We're going to be able to distribute these reps uh, easily amongst these three guys. I find that hard to believe, though. It's going to be hard to get three guys the amount of reps they need if it's a legitimate three-way battle for a starting job. Well, uh, the other thing, though, that um, Mike Tomlin talked about, and uh, I think it was a little bit of a problem uh, when Bill Cowher had to do it uh, in 1996, was you know you don't want anybody coming out of this training camp preseason with a bad arm, sore arm tired arm, any of that kind of stuff. Now, we're very familiar with, you know, recent handling of the situation because, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, um, you know, as he got into his 30s, his routine was uh, in, in training camp, one day of full practice, one day of uh, limited work, you know, individuals, seven on seven and that stuff, but then he wouldn't participate in team. And then one day off. So now I'm not saying that, you know, Mitch Trubisky and or Mason Rudolph need to be treated to that level. Uh, certainly not because of their pedigree or their success in this league and certainly not because of their age. But there is going to be some management of the workload for those guys because 
you know, you, you just, you don't want to, um, you know, beat their arms into the ground. I mean, it's not like they're out of shape. You don't want, you know, a guy to develop tendonitis or any of those kinds of overuse uh, injuries during training camp. Uh, and certainly not for preseason games. You want these guys to, to be able to play in those um, according to the plan because that's really when you're going to be able to see how they handle things that are not in a, even though it's a preseason game, it's still not as controlled an environment as a practice. You know you're not going to get hit. So um, there, I, I think that they... You know, because of the Ben situation uh, that they, the Steelers, Mike Tomlin, have been managing now for, for the previous, uh, I would say, seven, eight years, um, they have something of a, a track record or a, mm -hmm. a plan that they've been able to see in place. And they'll use that, you know, they'll tweak it and massage it a little bit. But I think that, that it'll also be uh, some form of that will be in use here with this conk quarterback competition and so um and the other thing you don't want is you don't want the head coach on the first day going oh my god yeah i'm really worried about how we're going to handle these quarterback reps because i have no idea how we're going to do this and be able to pick a starting quarterback you just don't want to put that out there <laughs> in the ozone first day i'm you lost right now <laughs> yeah real i'm really nervous about this i don't know about you guys uh, so um you know you 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 kind of want the head coach to, as Mike Tomlin says himself, provide the team with what it needs at any particular time. And I think that on the first day of camp, you want to be upbeat and excited, uh, especially when you don't have any bad injury news and you have a situation where, as you mentioned earlier, everybody showed up, uh, prepared for the run test, passed it with flying colors. Okay, now let's go. Well, the Steelers' current third-string quarterback and first-round draft pick and number 20 overall Kenny Pickett spoke to the media in a scrum as he was moving into the dorms yesterday. And as a special treat to you guys, I have that audio for you, and let's listen to it right now. Kenny, they say it's a bad spot to step into the footsteps of a legend. Have you given that any thought? It's a bad spot? I don't think it's a bad spot. No, I, don't, I think it's a great spot to be in. Um, I think I'm on a great team. Got great guys around me, so I'm excited to be here. What's your objective, Kenny? Objective? Yeah. Uh, I mean, just get better and play. I mean, I gotta, um, you know, get some more reps in, in a new offense, new system, get more comfortable, and just compete. Really. How much work did you get in the last six weeks, and what, what all did you do? A lot. Yeah, I was back in New Jersey um, with the same guys I trained with for the draft, and uh, really just getting ready, prepare my body mentally, physically, to, to get ready for for a long season, first rookie year. So um, I'm excited and ready to go. Kenny, what's your comfort level with the offense? Confidence. Yeah, it's getting up there. I mean, I spent a lot of time that we had off studying and preparing and getting ready for this moment in, in this camp. So, um, but it's a little different, obviously, when you go play. So I just want to get the reps under under my belt. And uh, I think every day, just like in the spring, I'll get better and better and feel more comfortable. Kenny, what are you most looking forward to here at camp off the field? Off the field? I think just spending time with the guys because, I mean, it's different than college. You know, in the spring, you kind of hang out with a lot of guys. And in college and here, everyone kind of goes their separate ways and goes home. But you have no choice but to hang out with the guys here. So it's, it's tight quarters. and. Uh, I'm excited to get to know these guys a little bit better. What have you heard about the fans as well, and just how they show up here? And what do yeah, you I heard. I heard they, they show up in strong numbers, and you know that's that's awesome every day to have their energy and their support. And uh, I know that will definitely give everyone a boost with, uh, to go out there and practice and play hard. Kenny, what else have you been told about what to expect out of camp? 
Um, I mean, just taking it a day at a time, really. I think it's it's a legendary place that a lot of legends and, and greats have come through here, and it's pretty incredible to now walk the same path that they did. And, um, you know, we're all chasing greatness together, so I'm, I'm excited to be here. Cut your hair? Probably the I cut it a little bit, but yeah, nothing crazy. <laughs> Kenny Pat uh, talked about working out with you in New Jersey this off season. Yeah, was that like how did that come about? Uh, his girlfriend lives about 15 minutes uh, from where I'm from, so when he was in town, I was like, we we'll definitely get together and we'll train. Um, so that, that was awesome, and I think you know a couple suburbs down the road now we'll, we'll be able to uh, to work out together in Jersey and train a little bit. Who are you rooming with? Chris Oladugan, yeah. You only have one roommate? One, yeah, and then it like, connects you with like a bathroom, and then, yeah, we're in, a, we're in a little bit of a smaller room, so, yeah. Kenny, those legends and greats you referenced a second ago, any of them in particular resonate with you? Do you think about two or three in particular? Uh, I think uh, Jerome Bettis, for sure. I mean, that was a guy, he was a Notre Dame guy. My dad was a Notre Dame fan, so um, I think of him, obviously, Ben. Um, got all, all the championships the other teams before before me that could like come along. So I think I mean there's a ton of guys but those are the first things that kinda of pop into my head. Okay, what's really the dynamic with quarterbacks? You guys are all friendly. You, you know you're after the same job. Mm-hmm. How how does that work? And do you rely on one another? Is there a lot of Yeah, I mean it's just you you're a pro about it and, and we're all we're all friends and, and we're all competing. The best man's gonna play so at the end of the day so we're all out there just competing, having fun and, and playing together. In mini camp and OTAs did you feel like the competition is wide open and you feel like that's continuing now that you're um, I mean, they, they laid it out for you in, in, in the media. Coach laid it out just the way he laid it out to us. There was a one, two, three, and a four, and that's kind of how it went in camp and uh, in like mini camp and OTA. So we'll see how it goes when uh, camp opens up tomorrow. Yeah, we saw a lot of videos of you working, working on your, your game, your footwork, and your passing in between mini camp and now. What do you feel like the best thing that you achieved in that month is not um, I mean, it's, it's it's four weeks. It's really just consistency and just and kind of just sharpening my skills, getting ready to go here. So. Um, throwing a lot of the concepts that you know we practice, so I think that's a huge that's a huge plus having having some knowledge of the offense and be able to go practice those routes and those schemes and um, the different kind of footwork that we have. So I think that was a huge plus for me. Were there any other teammates that you now have that you got to get a little bit closer to during that time? Um, no, everyone kind of went their separate ways. Everyone goes home or wherever they're training at. Uh, I was able to talk to Pat and obviously train with him for a couple of days, and that was awesome. Kenny, 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 Kenny uh, Camp said he was looking forward to the working show during camp. I'm curious, uh, you got anything in the work? Started working on um, nothing yet. I can get back to you on that, though. We okay. definitely have some work to do there. Are you a what solo you guy or are you a group guy? Um, definitely hope to be a group guy. Uh, I'll talk to the other guys and see what they're feeling. Kenny, what do you have to do to win this job out of camp? Um, I mean, just be be consistent and play my game every day. Uh, I'm just focused on getting better. Honestly, that, that's a long ways away. Um, come from where I was in spring and just kind of learning the offense and, and and things like that. So I'm just want to compete and, and get better every day. I know some guys have to bring certain stuff they get assigned, especially the young ones. Did you have to bring anything in particular for your group or for the offense? Or I did not. Not yet. No one. No one let me know about anything. So hopefully, I'm good. Kenny, have you gotten any indication that your reps or your rotation would be any different? No, not we haven't had any meetings yet, so no, not yet. You have a young offensive line, but a lot of guys who've been here, gone through it a little bit, which should help them. What's your feel for the guys in front of you? Yeah, I mean, I think they're all great guys. They all work hard every day. They're all pros, uh, so I'm excited to see how they all compete, and we'll get better together every day. That's Steelers rookie quarterback Kenny Pickett speaking to the media as he moved into his dorms. Labs, did you have to bring anything in particular? Did Pursuta ask you to bring like a, f- a comfy lazy boy or a TV for you guys? No, I don't listen to Pursuit. So he might have told you that, but it just went right he, out in one ear, if, right out if, the if, other. If anything, <laughs> I'm 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 the more veteran presence, so I would tell him what to bring. Um, but what I did though bring is 
earplugs because <laughs> uh, as my next door neighbor, uh, Mike pursued his first sports report on the DVE morning show every oh, day is at right. 6.30. Oh, man. We go Early on the air at 9. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, I, I love Mike. Uh, you know, I have a lot of respect for what he does and um, I like him personally, but uh, he is way over caffeinated <laughs> at that time of the day. So, uh, you know, the, the soundproofing uh, in studios that they have is, is another uh, thing that's lacking in these uh, concrete block rooms that we're in. So um, I can pretty much uh, understand everything he's saying um, uh, as he's delivering his report from his room. So, yeah, that was the, that was the thing that I brought. It was uh, for me, though. I'm not sharing them because if I give him my earplugs, then I won't have any. Let me just say this real quick about that uh, that sound we just heard. Yeah, of course, uh, kudos kudos to Kenny Pickett for how he handled all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's going to be a, a change for him, probably in the sense that you know he's going to do much more media than he did at Pitt, and I'm not uh, disparaging Pitt or how they handled that that part of their program. I'm right. just saying that just in the NFL, it, right? In reality. Um, the, the Steelers are uh, number one in Pittsburgh, uh, and so the, the attention, uh, the demands on the quarterback or a number one pick who's trying to become the starting quarterback you know, is huge. So let me just, as I said, good job by him the first day. But just as he talked about in terms of his um, performance, how he t- wants to try to win the job or whatever, it's always, you know, tomorrow tomorrow yep. you, you one one in a row anybody can do one in a row you can have one good practice you can do one uh good media briefing uh but then tomorrow because you got to do it tomorrow then the day after that the day after that so putting these things together is going to be critical for his development as a player uh among his his standing among his teammates and then certainly uh he's going to have to handle um, you know, the media stuff, because you don't, you don't want to trip over your tongue, uh, this early in, in the process, because then that's just something that, that you have to deal with in the future, the, the near future, the immediate future, as well as your other teammates. And you do not want to have to have, uh, be in a situation where you're in a locker room with say Cam Hayward and something that you said that was stupid, mm-hmm. um, that he has to answer questions for now because that's not what you want. That's not the kind of relationship no. uh, you want to develop with a guy who's that big. Yes. No uh, one wants to make him necessarily. Yeah, no. no, 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 no one wants don't to, want do, to that. do that. Best for business just to avoid any conflict with that man whatsoever. Going to come back, wrap things up here on the training camp report with our final segment, some other offensive stuff that I want to get to. And we're also going to hear from Najee Harris. That's all on the way next on the training camp report right here on SNR. This is the Training Camp Report with Tom Opperman and Bob Labriola on Steelers Nation Radio. Labs, in the previous segment we heard from Kenny Pickett, we're about to hear from Najee Harris here in just a few moments. Before we get to him, though, you know, you talked about how great Kenny was with the media and how he showed his maturity for such a young uh, a man in this league. And great start for him as far as dealing with that kind of situation. 
Najee is a natural with the media, though. I mean, this guy exudes charisma, and he has, you know, you need to have more than just on-the-field performance to become a superstar in this league, and he's definitely got the off-field personality to make himself a household name, not just in Pittsburgh, but across the country. Um, yeah, one of the things that why well, Mike Tomlin described Najee Harris, and I, it, it really kind of resonated with me. And the more that I'm around him and seeing him, observing him, uh, it, it's um, it, it really rings true to me. Uh, Mike Tomlin said Najee acts like he has all the answers to the test. It's <laughs> a great way, to and put he it. does. Yep. He he does, and it, but it's it's not in an obnoxious way. Um, he's not. Uh, one of those kind of guys where um, you get the feeling that he's talking at you. And I think that that will really help him as he, you know, matures a little bit more as an NFL player. And the Steelers are going to be looking for guys uh, to lead this team to some degree. You mentioned all the differences, you know, at the top of the show today. Um, and I specifically think that the offense needs a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, early on in the 70s, um, when Terry Bradshaw was maturing, that was Franco Harris. And so there, there is some precedent in Steelers history for a running back to be the man on teams that won championships. And I think that Najee Harris has a lot of those characteristics and qualities to be that kind of player on and off the field. No question. And he talked about that very thing with his media scrum at move-in day yesterday. So let's take a listen to that. It's Najee Harris right here on SNR. Why is now the time to step up your leadership? Because we don't have a leadership role on offense. So, um, excuse me, yeah. Um, so, uh, for me to be that uh, type of guy that that came in last year and kind of, um, you know, Ben kind of told me about me stepping into that role, um, it was important for me to do it this year. You get some advice from Cam Hayward on that along the way too. Yeah, Cam. Yeah, Cam always gives me advice. Um, even when I walked in there, you know, um, he will he will say for me to come out here and talk to you guys too. So, uh, you know, I'm slowly stepping into that role, embracing it. Not, what have you heard about training camp here at St. Vincent, and what are you most looking forward to? Oh, I heard that. I heard that we be in these dorms. And, you know, I don't think they're good too. I don't think they're the nicest ones, but um, I heard that there's a lot of people here who shows up. A lot of support from the fans. Um, I heard that it's a good environment though for uh, for football. And you know, we're strictly going to be learning about football. Um, we're going to be, you know, with each other for a, a good amount of time. Um, so there's a lot of new guys on the team. We're going to be bonding with them, so I heard good things other than the dorm rooms. Najee, saw you tweet about Mike Tomlin's interview on that podcast that he was on. You seemed like really motivated by what he said. How much did that, or what things did he say that really channeled with you and got you juiced up to you know come back for a second year and keep doing what you're doing? You talking about going with the pivot? Yeah. That, yeah. Um, I forgot, to be honest with you, what he what was even said in that interview. Well, just talking about leadership and, and what he expects out of his, out of his players. Um, and I think you kind of resonated. You seem to resonate with his message. There. Oh yeah, because yeah, yeah. So yeah, because him and Cam, you know, they brought me in there a lot uh, and talked about the leadership role. And they said they didn't, you know, later in the season they they didn't want me to. They brought me in and said they didn't want me to to be that type of guy yet because they just want me to uh, get my feet wet um, and just work slowly work into it. But they told me, you know, there's gonna be a time where you need to to be that guy. So now, it's now you, the time. Who are your roommates here? Hmm? Who are your roommates here? How did you pick up? I don't. I don't actually have one. How'd you manage to get your own room? You got cut. I know some guys like Minka, he said he has four guys. Kenny has, I think, a room to himself. Nah, my room got cut. Yeah. yeah. They didn't reassign the new guy to you? 
No, I tried to get one, but they didn't. They didn't want to. They, I guess it, I got my own room. I, I don't control that. So. You wanted a roommate? I wanted a rookie. Ah, uh, why? Could I ask why? No, she was. take him after, like you know, help him um, learn the plays and stuff. I wanted a run, rookie running back, learn learn the plays, help him along the way, what to expect and stuff like that in camp. What they wanted, my fault. Okay. What they want to see from you, the coaches, um, what the team want to see you. Um, so. I don't have that though. So. No, she, how do best leaders lead? Do you, are you by example? Do you have? To I mean, vocal? there's all type of leaders. You know, there's there's leaders who lead from the back. Um, there's leaders who, who lead in the front. Obviously, the vocal ones, like Cam. You know, and there's leaders who lead by example. Um, you know, I think I'm I'm the guy who leads by example. I try to be that type of person. But you know, like I said, I got to be the one who leads by speaking too. Um, but you know, there's all types of leaders. It's really just who's the team feel more comfortable with. Uh, with, with setting, who can set the best example of what something, that what the standard is, I guess. So um, for me, that's just playing by the standard. Uh, that's, that's it for me. Is that a role you embrace? Nigel? Yes, I embrace it. Yeah. What's Nigel. the standard, Nigel? Uh The standard, my standard or Stiller's standard? Either one. Well, Stiller's standard obviously is, is hard nosed football. You know, there's a, you know, just grit, like these dorm rooms we got, um, uh, you know, stuff like that. Uh, just the traditional style of uh, the Steelers. Mines is along those lines too, but you know, more, more I'm more motivated in the way. Um, I want to achieve more, um, you know, mines is more of a hunger and drive for me. So uh, we got some things that resemble a lot of them. Naj, you know there's been a lot of attention being paid to if there's another back that can maybe um, help you out in terms of workload. but. Is it, does it have to be about a second back, or can it be about you know the other wide receivers getting involved more often, the tight ends getting involved more often, more quick strike drives potentially? I think it should be a second back. Not the fact that um, it's just being a little smart, you know, smart. Uh, there's some plays where if you watch my film, I get somewhat tired, and then you know those aren't my best plays. Um, but I mean, we have a good understanding of what to to prepare for. Sorry, what to, to prepare for this year. So. Uh, you know, there was a new back, um, and we're just trying to find, you know, somebody, somebody else in the role. Gosh, when's the last time you lived in dorm this style? Was it like freshman? Traditional? Or you never? I no. I ain't even stepped in it yet. I ain't walked in my room yet. I don't want to, but you know, I have to. Yeah. <laughs> right. How valuable Any other? be with so many new Thanks, new pieces? Take it. With all the new pieces the last couple of years on offense, how valuable can this setting be just with all you guys together for a couple of weeks here in Texas? You talking about all the new pieces we've got like Kenny? On offense. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. So, we got a lot of new guys, obviously. Um, we got Pickens, we got George Pickens, Kenny Pickett, you know, all of them. Austin, you know, even Cam's brother. We got a lot of people right now. Um, a lot of guys who, who need to step in and play roles. We got uh, people coming up from last year, you know, um, Pat, Pat having a good year last year, and you've seen what he could do. Um, we got more experience on the line. Um, you know, Deontay and Chase, you know, we got guys who, who's already shown that they could play. So what we need to do is we need to find, like, you know, what, what is something that we're all good at and we need to find a way to, to give everybody the ball and have everybody, the playmakers work in space. What are some ways we can, like, you know, give the playmakers the ball? Um, what are some ways we could distribute the ball where everybody can eat and where, like, defenses, you know, they're not going to know what to prepare for. Um, we need to have an explosive offense. We need some people who can take, off, take the top off, um, you know, to keep the safeties at bay. We need... So this time right now is, is going to be really important for us to find our identity of what our offense is going to look like and see what roles that these young guys are going to play for us. Um, you know, I'm going to do everything I can to, uh, to help these guys out, especially Pickens. Um, I think he's going to be a real good guy for us. Um, 
you know, just his size and his athleticism, I think he created a lot of mismatches. Um, Austin, too, in the slot, I feel like, you know, he created a lot of mismatches, too. His speed is as fast. That's Najee Harris speaking to the media on move-in day yesterday. Labs, his answer that he gave about not having a roommate, but how he wanted a rookie roommate to help teach him the playbook, teach him what he needs to do as a running back in this offense, uh, that answer right there illustrated the kind of leader that he hopes to be and is already becoming uh, on this team, even though it's just his second year. Yeah, and you know, as I said, I, I really think that uh, this guy, you know, there was the, the Steelers took some heat last year for – you know, going against the analytics and uh, oh, spending the first round running pick back on a in the running first back. round. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh. Um, but I, th- I think it's more, uh, you know, about the who than the what. And you know, Najee Harris is a is a as a is as a player and a person, a number one pick. And um, <laughs> one thing that I was thinking, you know, listening to that yesterday and then today now again, um, you know, comparing St. Vincent College to Alabama especially for the football players, it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, and, you know, people who under, hear this should understand that it's not so much uh, necessarily a criticism of St. Vincent College, right. but just an acknowledgement of the reality that when you're the number one football team in the country, um, <laughs> the, you know, the amenities, nice. <laughs> well, you know, water falls in the locker room and, you know, all that stuff, <laughs> sleeping pods. And so... Uh, you know, I, I just wanted to clarify that a little bit, but I, I definitely think that, you know, Najee Harris is a guy who is a cornerstone or a building block, let's say, for the foundation of this uh, new Steelers team moving forward. And I, I think he's going to be up to the challenge again uh, as a guy both on the field um, and in a locker room. And let me just say this one last thing about him real quick. As yep. a rookie, last year in his um, – in his off season, you know, OTAs and, and mini camp at that time, he, he was told to go home. You, you know, you're go home now. Yeah. You're here too much, you know? So this is the kind of work ethic and approach that this guy has. And, and I think that that's also something that resonates with his teammates. Some uh, notes of interest for Yins out there in Steelers nation to wrap things up here on day one of the training camp report. First practice in pads is August 1st. That's on Monday. They will be practicing today. It is open to the public, but it's just going to be in helmets. If you really want to see some guys knock each other out, go on August 1st. That's the first day of pads. The photo op with Steelers Legends is back for fans at Latrobe any day they practice. Uh, former Steeler greats will be there. You can get your photo taken with them, chat up, chat them up. I'm sure they might sign something for you as well. Labs, you can get your picture taken with Labs too, right? You're part of that as part of the Legends. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want to kill the uh, kill the vibe. Let me just. You said uh, you get some pictures and chat them up on July 29th. Is Chris Hoke Day? Okay, and he, he was also going to be there playing Madden against uh, John Beast mm. of the Pittsburgh Knights video team from noon to 1230 as part of his uh, appearance. So if you're a video, a Madden fan or anything, uh, there, there's that to look forward to as well. And the big one this Saturday, the 2022 class of the Steelers Hall of Honor is announced. Labs, you're on that committee. Any uh, sneak peek you can give us or we have to wait till Saturday? You have to wait till oh, Saturday. Come on. All right, when I turn the microphone off, though, you'll tell me the class, right? <laughs> well, look, I, what I will tell you is this. Uh, you didn't make the cut. Oh, there's always 2023. Close. It was close. but He's Bob Labriola. Yeah. I'm Tom Offerman. Yeah. Thanks 
for giving us a listen on day one of the training camp report. Wolf and Starks up next, making their triumphant return to the SNR airwave. So we will hand things off to Craig Wolfley and Max Starks. And Bob Labriola and myself, Tom Opperman, will be back again tomorrow at 9 a.m. for the training camp report right here on SNR. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the land of saints and sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment, watch it now on digital. Rated R.